We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. All right, here we are. And welcome to the Pragmatic Duelist Podcast. I'm Kim. And I am Stephanie, and I am unmuted. Good. <laughs> it does. I, I listened to the beginning last week. I'm like, ah, but I really had no gumption to edit anything. So there you go. I understand that. Can I tell you that this past week, has been a week of trying to find ways to create a career that doesn't require me doing much else other than talking about true crime documentaries. Okay. <laughs> what do you, In, how do you, how does one do that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't found the answer yet, but please, if we have any listeners who are, you know, have the answer. I am open. And I'm not sure there's money in that. (laughs) I know. See, this is what I'm trying to find out. How can we monetize people wanting to listen to me talk about my feedback on true crime documentaries, not on the true crime themselves, but on the actual documentaries. I want to talk to people about what has been done thus far in the sense of documentaries. Have 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 I introduced you to TikTok and YouTube? Because you can monetize that shit. I should try that then. There you go. (laughs) I enjoy TikTok. I enjoy YouTube videos. I just have not done them myself. However, my ex-husband gave me his login for Crave. Okay. Okay. I may never get off the sofa again. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It, uh, I I logged in for one thing and I still haven't even watched that one thing because I got hooked on a, on a true crime documentary. Um, about this young man who's writing about uh, his his mother's unsolved murder, and and then I went on to another one, and um, oh my goodness, there's so many. <laughs> yes, so many. there are. You could start yourself a podcast. <laughs> I could start myself a podcast talking about other people's documentaries. There you yes, go. Yeah. So what did you do this week? <laughs> so it's been a week. It's. So, yeah, so you know what, before, because we have virtually no topic really this week. Um, So why don't we do the land acknowledgement and then we'll just flow into shit. How's that? Okay. I'm doing the land acknowledgement this week and we, I acknowledge with gratitude. I'm sorry. This just glitched out on me. The lands on which we gather are covered under the Williams Treaty and rest within the traditional territories of the Mississaugas, a branch of the Anishinaabeg Nation, which also includes Algonquin, Chippewa, and Ojibwe. It is through the treaty process that we are able to live, learn, teach, and prosper in this region. We acknowledge with gratitude that this land and the Indigenous peoples who have cared for it and continue to protect Turtle Island and its resources. We commit to the responsibility of reconciliation, the work of increasing awareness and understanding our shared history. We do so by recognizing the past. I'll add the ways we have absolutely fucked it up and working towards shared future 
as friends, allies, and change makers. There you go. All right. Yes. So much that still needs to be done. Um, okay. So what have I done this week? So I, okay. So on, I can't remember what, I guess it was last Thursday um, mm -hmm. when I didn't uh, podcast with you guys or no, I guess I did podcast, but we did it on Friday. Um, yes. So last Thursday I was um, in the, this business uh, mentorship sort of Q and A. So she has like twice a month, she has a Q and A and our next podcast, our next episode, she is going to be on it. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. Um, her energy is crazy. And in that we had a discussion. So, you know, that cause we work together. Um, you know, I have this, like, we have this parent mentoring package where, yes. and I was, and I said, you know, I have this parent mentoring package then because we were talking about email flows and, and whatnot. And I said, you know, is it necessary to, you know, sort of go back and look at the email flows? And they're like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's always good to like go back through and freshen things up and all of this stuff. And I said, you know, because the one thing I want to promote is this parent mentoring package. And they asked me to explain sort of what it was. So I went into, basically, it's just like a week, <laughs> seven days, um, unlimited text, email, you know, whatever questions they have, um, including video um, and whatnot, um, virtually, because I don't want to leave my house, um, doing, you know, just answering new parent questions. And one of them was like, well, why do you do it for just a week? And I go, because I've always found that I don't like to oversell my services. I don't like to sell them like, you know, six weeks of stuff. And then they only need me for like two weeks. And then I feel, and I feel bad for taking money that they're not using from a new family. And I kind of got a bunch of goffs and that's their problem. You know, <laughs> if they, if they buy a membership to a fitness gym. Are they, you know, and they don't use it. That's on them. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Um, and, and then my business coach was like, well, you know, you could try offering something else along with, you know, the, the, a larger package and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's try that. So I thought, or give like a discount for a larger package and whatnot. And I thought, okay, well, so I came up with a three week one along with giving access to my infant care class or, or any other really class that I have available, not the big ones, but one of the smaller ones and had a put, set all that up, did all that, created the webpage for it and all of that over the weekend. And then on Monday had a visit, uh, a free consultation, which I've decided not to do anymore. Um, a free consultation with, um, someone from my class and so I decided not to do them, but maybe I've undecided not to do them um, and sold her that package because her biggest concern was that she wasn't able her, the both mothers were not able to come into Canada because visas, 
because of the war in Ukraine, visas for other countries really has kind of come to a dead stop. So their families are not able to come um, for an extended period of time. So it's like, oh, so I did that. So I just did that. So I, I sold that and I knew she wanted the infant care class. She had asked about it. So I, I, instead of selling like just one week, (laughs) I sold three and, and I'm very, that was like, yeah, all right, cool. Now, now, you know what you're doing pat on the back. Um, and then on what was yesterday, Wednesday, fuck this week is a mess. On Wednesday, I had my landscaper guy come in. Yes, you did. Your your backyard oasis creation expert. <laughs> did you see the video of my? Did you? So I posted on TikTok a video of my backyard and the absolute fucking horror show that it is. It is literally what nightmares are made out of. You know what? It looks very similar to my backyard right now. It's like patchy bits of grass, yeah. it, and it's like balding mud everywhere else. Yes. And it's the my backyard very much looks the same. I think it's part and parcel of having dogs because sometimes they'll pee and it will cause the grass to exponentially grow and other times it'll just kill a whole patch creating a mud patch yep you know yeah well and that's and that's just it like that's but I mean in like that back corner like when the summer comes in that back corner is just like six foot tall milkweed like Mm -hmm. it's freaking gross and they're going to if if the quote is okay um if i can stomach the quote um they're going to take away that old shed they're going to take away all the plastic kid stuff and just get rid of it all and i'm so excited i cannot tell you how ridiculously stupidly excited i am i'm not necessarily an outdoors person because i really don't like mud and dirt and all of that stuff but if it looks really pretty i'm not gonna have to worry about the goddamn weeds between the patio stones and all that crap Mm -hmm. oh i am this is one happy duel i'm not gonna lie not gonna lie. That's a good week. That's a week where you've kind of altered how you approach things with your business and you put something in place that rewards you for doing such work. A beautiful, serene space that you can go sit and it feels serene. It doesn't feel like, I don't know, sometimes you walk into some backyard and it's like, all I see is upkeep. All I see is more shit I have to do. Yeah. And that is, that is a problem for me because I won't use it. If I have to upkeep it, And that causes me time that I don't want to spend it there. I want to relax out there. I don't want to be digging around and, you know, uh, yeah, that's just not my thing. So give me fucking hostas all day. Yeah. Like I don't mind going. Yeah. Like most of this garden from the plan that was created, it's literally all annuals. Like it's not something that I'm going to need to plant, but obviously I'm going to need to weed it and things like that. And I actually don't like you know, like what Suzanne said, you know, going out there with a big floppy hat on and a, and a pair of gloves and a trowel and just, you know, picking weeds out it, that feels like it could be really nice. Yes. And I do like, weeding. you know what I mean? Yep. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. And I also agreed this week, just this morning, because, and I know he doesn't listen, so I don't fucking care. My brother's a dumbass. So my mother is having surgery 
not next week, but the week after. So two weeks, um, she's having hip surgery and she has a dog, but the dog is actually my brother's dog. But my brother gave it up to my mom because a, she had to put her dog down um, and, and wanted another dog, but nobody's really going to give an 80 year old a dog. Um, and, and they're, they had two dogs and one was like really mean to this dog. Like this dog, other dog was really mean to Finn and Finn basically had to spend as a result, his whole days, like in a cage and stuff. And it wasn't fair. Mm-hmm. So my mom has Finn and, but because of the surgery, she's not going to be able to get downstairs to let him outside and stuff. So my brother said that he'd take him back on the weekend um, before the surgery. Well, he called her yesterday and said that he can't do that, um, but he'll send his wife, girlfriend. I don't know what she is. Um, I guess it, I guess legally at this point, she's his wife um, to come down and get Finn. Now, this woman just lost her father, has been dealing with all the the will bullshit with her with her family, and also is like she does people's taxes, so she's like up to her neck and doing people's taxes. Plus, like has a job, and and a mother who has Alzheimer's in a home, and now you're gonna add to her plate by having her come down and get your goddamn dog because you can't do it because you forgot to tell my mother that you couldn't do it. You're an idiot. So now I'm going to take the dog. So. So you're going to be a two dog household for a while. Uh, the way we, the way we talked about it, I think what will happen is because I'm going to go spend a few days with my mom, I think we'll just keep Finn there and I'll deal with Finn and, and my mom while I, while I teach and do vert. This is the best thing about virtual I can fucking do this anywhere. Um, teach my classes and whatnot at her house. And, uh, and yeah, and, and still be able to be there for her and the kids can manage life and whatnot with the dog and the cats. Um, so yeah, that's so now, so I've taken that on now. So now Finn gets to stay at home and not have to go back. And my brother's a moron. And you're going to go hang out with your mom. I'm going to go hang out with, I'm going to go hang out with my mom for like the weekend. And I don't want, I hope I don't kill myself or her or something. You can do it. She drives me insane. I love that woman with every ounce of my being, but my God, she drives me insane. I wonder if I'm going to drive my kids insane like that. Like my kids still will not leave me alone in the sense that they come to my door. If I, if I go upstairs and ask me what I'm doing and it, it is so peculiar. Cause I have to tell you, I never once came to my mom's door and asked her what she was doing. You just assume that if she's gone into her room, she needs some quiet time. Yeah. You know, if she's not in the general family space, my kids search me out. Oh yeah. 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 And, and it's like, why, why it, they, they continue to co-regulate, I guess yeah. they rely on co-regulation. They are a herd, a herd type mentality family. And um, yeah, they come find me, which is just, They're pack I mean, animals. it's loving and wonderful. <laughs> yes but you know what's honest again when I look back I, it's curious to me because I've created this we are a co-regulation family like you know we we breastfed forever we co-slept well the ones that wanted to and they co-slept with each other you know they they are a herd of children and they are grown um 
but yes, they still search you out and want you to be like it. They, they would love me to just be in the living room where I am accessible. Yeah. And but it feels that's like- too like it by the end of the day, like that's too much. Like, like I said, like after teaching last night, I was, I sat and watched, we watched the mass singer together. So we sat and watched the mass singer, um, after my class and then that's it. I'm done. I can't, I can't, nobody's here now. So I can say this and they do not listen to this podcast, but it's too much. Like I have to separate myself. I have to walk away from you guys because just the energy is too much. And I think it's like, they have too much energy. (laughs) Oh, maybe that's it. I can't take on that. Like Allie, especially when Will gets home, she's just like a giant chatterbox. She tells him so much. And the two of them are talking back and forth to one another. And it's like, Oh, I can't. Maybe that's it. They are just still so full of it in the evening. And I'm in the downward slope heading towards sleep and I need it to be a slope. Whereas I think at that age, they can just, when they're ready, they go to their bed and boom, they drop off. Yeah. Like they can go, 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 and then drop off. And I'm like, no, I need this slow yeah. lowering of the energy. Yeah. And they absolutely can. Cause yeah, the three of them, particularly Xander and Abby, um, and they're six years apart, but they're both welders. So yeah. they can talk about that shit forever. And I've hit the wall. Yeah. But if I go upstairs and I separate myself from them, they're like, where are you going? Aren't we going to watch this? Aren't we going to do that? And it's like, no, no, I cannot. Um, and, you know, there's people out there who would also say, well, you know, they're they're dependent on you. Well, they're also crazily independent, independent. Like right now, Abby has gone to Guelph for two weeks. Xander is getting he's gone to Thailand. He leaves for B.C. He's going he's going to move to Australia in, in September. Like they're also terribly independent. They have no belief system that they can't do something they feel like doing. Yeah, it's uh, it's. And I wonder if so when they said. When I was reading about, you know, co-regulation and stuff like that, it's not about dependence. It's about them knowing that if they need you, you're you're a steady person. You're a reliable person. You're you're the you're the grounding rock, right? Like you're yeah. the rock in the middle of all the chaos that they're living their lives in right now. Yeah. Like, well, where's my rock? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's just it, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, is Roger, not your rock. Does he? He has needs too, right? I mean, he is a rock in many ways. Um, like if, but also if I go upstairs and separate myself from him, he'll come to the door and, are you okay? Do you need something? All right, is everything okay? Do you want to talk? No, I just um, be alone. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Paul never got that either. Like he always wanted to be doing things and it's like, nope, I need to shut down. Like I am in overload right now and I need to shut down. And I, this week, I also bought myself a pair of AirPods. Yes. With noise canceling. So I can't even hear those freaks. They're like down here, you know, watching RuPaul's drag race and, you know, untucked and all of this stuff. And they're like shouting and yelling, not shouting and yelling, but talking very loudly. And I'm like, this noise, I'm going to go watch Hope Street on BritBox and pop in and I can't hear a damn thing, but that show, I'm like, yes, these are a godsend. You know who invented these? Parents. That's who invented these parents. So my, I started doing that a few years ago, just because I would be 
doing a like placenta encapsulation, right? Sitting uh, at my placenta station with my cookie sheet and my stuff, and I'm all ready to go and do the encapsulation part, like putting um, putting stuff in capsules. And I found that I was so distracted by other people needing me or listening for things in the house. Like I couldn't help it. It was like I had a radar going on while I was doing this. So I started using headphones for that. And it's the exact same thing. I realized that after using the headphones, I didn't feel as exhausted because my radar was off. Yes. You know, it turns off your radar and it has been an absolute godsend when I need to just get through something. I'll put a podcast on or I'll listen to a comedy show or something while I'm doing something with headphones on. And I am not as exhausted as if I had not worn my headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're, it it's true. It's, you're like a lightning rod. You're just taking in all this energy that's, that's around you and you need to, you need to shut it down. You Thank God for headphones. Fuck, I know. I mean, I wonder too, if this was why it was such a thing as teenagers, we, you know, you could get on the bus, you got your Sony Walkman, you got your, uh, your yellow <laughs> you know, sports, Sony Walkman, your yellow sports, I'm Sony pretty Walkman. sure it's still in my crawl space. Yep. And you know, you've got your, your, you know, cure tape in there or whatever. And you're, I'm heading up to Scarborough town center to go to work and yeah, you're listening to radio. You're not even necessarily rocking out. You're just, it like reduces all the other stimuli. Well, I mean, it's like when we, when I took hypnobirthing, it's like when we talked about, you know, one of the things that you can do in early labor is watching a TV or watching a movie or listening to music, because it's actually a form of self-hypnosis where you're just like in that zone and you're not with whatever's happening around you. You know what I mean? Like it's, you're just kind of zoned in and you're not necessarily even paying attention to the music or the TV or whatever. You're just there. And that's, that's kind of what we need. It's our, I mean, back in the day, your Sony Walkman with the cure in, that was our hypnosis. That was our ASMR. That was what we, was what we needed to shut down the noise of the world. So that, you know, yesterday, or was it today? Now here's a topic. I don't even know what day it is. I don't know. This takes us into, you know, the things we've discussed so far, you, you know, taking a business builders class, um, you know, the, the things that we do to cope, I had asked you and Suzanne, do you feel like you're the same person you were before COVID? And I mean, there's general aging and stuff like that, but like, if you gave me the two years before COVID, were you the same person two years before COVID up until it, it started, I was relatively the same person doing the same things and everything. Yep. But since the first COVID lockdown in what was it? end of February, beginning of March, 2020, when the kids left school for March break and never went back. Um, That two years. So from then until now, I really truly feel like a different person, like the momentum that you're living your life at was forever changed. And it, I know for many people, it was changed uh, with an increased sense of anxiety about getting COVID. Other people, it was changed by losing their jobs altogether. Yeah. You know, um, like I was reading yesterday that deaths related to alcohol abuse were up 34%. Makes sense. In 20, like as of 2020, the end of 2021, as compared to the 
2019. Yep. And so it has, the way it has impacted so many people, other people were like, this felt like a flip in the switch and you completely changed your life. And like, it felt like you got an opportunity to do something like this was a big period of growth for people. I, I do not feel like this was a big pe- period of growth for me. And I'm looking for those very same things you're talking about, those, what helps you ha- feel energized at the end of the day? Well, you know what? It means I have to spend part of my day wearing headphones. Yeah. What makes you feel like you have some sort of control or direction right now in a, in this new way of communicating is, you know, taking a business builders. What does it look like to be a doula now? Yeah. Um, like I am not the same person with the same coping strategies, with the same energy now than I was two years ago, not even remotely. My values are the same. Yes. But the, my definition of myself, I would say would be different. I think for me, it's, so the way I look at it is, yes, there's been a change, but there hasn't been necessarily a change for the negative or a change for the positive. There's just been a shift, right? It's Mm. for me, it's been, it's been embracing this virtual stuff. It's been a determination for me to make this work. Um, It's been, I, I think for myself, I definitely feel like I don't care anymore what other people think I have because I have seen the truly worst of humanity as a result of what's happening out there in the world, because I have seen people that I actually thought were maybe friends um, that I respected as, you know, humans, I now no longer respect them. And I now seeing their belief system and things like that based on sort of what's happening in the world. I now am embracing that singularity of myself. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I don't, I love my children and I want them to be around, but I'm also getting into the idea of allowing them to go as well. Like I've, I've, I've gotten more, even though sending them out there could, you know, make them get COVID or something like I'm at a point where I can actually let them, you go, you go do your thing. You go and live your life and do your thing. And Will keeps talking about, you know, moving out and stuff. And I'm like, yep, that, that would be a good move for you. Like, Whatever you want to do, you want to do. I am now no longer personally invested in your lives. <laughs> I want you to be happy and I want things to, you know, work out for you and I will help and support you in any way, but I'm not personally invested in this anymore. I can't stop you from doing things. I also can't I also can't take on all the stress and bullshit that people which before I would have. I would have eaten that up. I would have let it sit inside me. But now that I've seen sort of what humanity can do to one another, no guard up, you go take your bullshit somewhere else. Cause this person here is not dealing with it. I can't with you anymore. 
that that's like my literally my whole philosophy of life is now I can't with you anymore. Like that's it. <laughs> I no longer have a tolerance for bullshit. I have zero tolerance for bullshit and I'll call you on your bullshit and you can deal with that on your own and leave me out of it. That's the person I've become now. Whereas before pre-pandemic was like, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to, you know, do ah, da, 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 da. It was like, have to, have to, have to, have to, have to. But now I'm at a point where, no, I don't have to. I'm okay. I don't have to. I don't I'm even not. have to feel a way about anything. No, that's right. I think I'm okay. That, yeah, I am okay. And so for me, it was almost the opposite. Um, I, I got so much more comfortable with, the gray scale. I love the gray scale. It's like that they're over there doing that thing that works for them and that belief system for them. And I'm okay with that. Like that's don't their shit to. So here's the thing. So I spoke to this psychologist and I talked about being, you know, up and angry. And um, so a friend of mine who I had to put some boundaries around um, saying, I cannot talk about this with you. I said, I have X amount of emotional energy mm-hmm. and I know that you are feeling really, really strongly about this right now and you need somewhere to put it. And I can't be that person yeah. that I, there, we are being bombarded with the 50 sides to things that are out there right now. I have to curate for myself what I'm willing to take in and what I'm willing to put out. And I know that you need somewhere to put that your, you know, injustice stuff. And I can't be it. Yep. And when I was talking with this psychologist, it was like a brief psychology thing that I did, um, which I'm just going back to now, that it's like often they are speaking with people who are have this immense amount of anger and it's coming out online and it is the monster feeding the monster. It is, you are so worked up and you go out, you wake up every morning looking to engage with that sense of, you know, you're just choosing violence. (laughs) Yeah. Every Every day day. you wake up choosing violence and then you're inviting it. You're inviting violence by doing so. Right. And yeah, absolutely. There are injustices, but you're not going to solve injustices on Facebook. You're not going to solve injustices on, on Twitter. You're not going to solve it on Instagram. You are going to solve it within our government. You're going to solve it in the choices you make. You're going to choose where you put your money. You're going to choose what uh, marches you go to. You are going to choose who you support and yelling and screaming at people online changes no one's mind no not at all if if anything it solidifies it even more whatever their crap is yeah and you do not come across as someone who someone would want to go to to say you know i've been having doubts about this and i'm interested in what your thoughts are on it because what you're going to get what you're expecting is a blaring horn Mm -hmm. yeah you know and i mean you're you're either drawn to the blaring horn because you're a blaring horn yourself Mm -hmm. and you're just looking for more like minds, or you're looking for a fight. And I don't have energy for either one of those. No, no. Um, so the, the gray area for me has, was really, that's been a bit of a, maybe a benefit of the last two years is I've really recognized and honored that in myself in that I don't feel this need to, there, there are times I need to choose sides, but again, I don't choose sides online. 
I choose sides in my vote. I choose sides in where I shop. I choose sides in, in where it makes change yeah. and agreeing or disagreeing with somebody who I don't am not personally invested again, not personally invested in. Um, it makes, it does not feed me. It doesn't help me. It doesn't make me happier at the end of the day. No. And that's just it, right? Like we all need more of this positive energy. We all need some of this energy that is going to lift us up instead of drag us down. And if, if somebody in your life is not doing that for you, if somebody in your life is bombarding you with this negative energy, you've got to take a step back and say, you know what, look for my own self-preservation, this can't continue. Yes. It's, and it's not that you don't even, you don't even have to disagree or agree with them. I cannot give it this level of emotional energy all day. Yeah. I am going to burn myself down. You know, um, I don't need to walk around calling people, uh, names one way or the other. That also doesn't help, you know, dehumanizing another person never helps. No, no, never helps. And there's some badass, disgusting motherfuckers out there. hundred percent. Like, 100% 100% there's the thought process, the belief system. But as soon as we demean somebody or we dehumanize them, then more people dehumanize them. And then that person has even less likely a chance to come out of this, what you've defined them as. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because everyone has the opportunity to change. Everyone has the opportunity to change their mind, to change their belief systems, change their values. And the more we pigeonhole somebody, mm-hmm or shame them or beat them down, or um, you can choose to not engage with them. Mm -hmm. That is fucking reasonable. You can look at someone and go, I don't have time for that bullshit. Yeah. You know, and you pit yourself out, but the, it's the dehumanization. Like when you talk about what, what people have been capable of this past couple of years, watching people dehumanize one another. Yeah has been the most disturbing and it doesn't matter what side of the fence you sit on. Everyone's been guilty of doing it and we feed into it and the, we can't help it because we're humans, right? We want to feel like we belong in one spot, but man, that has been the the biggest, I I think that's where probably my exhaustion lies in after all of this is watching all of that. That's been really hard. I mean, I think the other thing too, is that, you know, you look and you see sort of what, what's been happening out in the world and you think god as a human race we should be pulling together as a human race to support one another and get through all this but that isn't what happened sides were immediately taken and you know all of this stuff and it's like oh my god we really are our own worst enemies we really are we really are. And it's, I, I would say probably six months to, yeah, probably about six months into the pandemic when you started to see people, you know, starting to bitch and complain about everything and, and, you know, all of that. It's like, seriously, are you absolutely serious about this? I am now, my heart is breaking for our society that we ridiculously have created because it's obviously crap. And 
then a year into it, when, you know, people started freaking out about their, their freedoms and rights and all of this stuff about wearing a mask and getting vaccinations and stuff like that. Look, I, the vaccination thing, I get it. That's something being put into your body. I fine. You do you. I understand that. I personally am going to be vaccinated, you know, up the wazoo. I don't care. I will. I will get 15 boosters. I don't give a shit. Just stick that crap in my arm. If that means I can go to the Loblaws without fear, but putting on a mask, seriously, people, this is what's going to divide us. This is what's going to divide us is wearing a mask. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And it's not, you know, it is for me, it was never about the mask. It's not about the vaccinations. It's about how, as soon as those things happen, when someone is feeling attacked or feeling um, that something's being violated one way or the other, like someone who might feel violated because someone comes towards them without a mask and the initial response. And I've seen this because there's been times with my nerve issue in my face where I have to take my mask off when I'm in public. Mm-hmm. And I see the fear pass over someone else's face and it's heartbreaking um, because I'm a well person. I might be carrying COVID or whatever, you know, but I'm a well person, but it's the sense of fear that's been put into people has then caused those people to lash out at me when I just need a moment. Yeah. So my face, like, I don't feel like I'm about to pass out from pain in my face, but we, People fed that saying it's okay to attack someone who has to take their mask off for a second and said, that's right. That's right. That's right. And then that, and then we have the opposite side that says it's okay to attack somebody who is wearing a mask or who is asking you to wear a mask. It's okay to dehumanize the person asking you to do so. So what we really, the exhaustion for me came and comes from anyone who feels it's okay to dehumanize another person because yep. of what their belief system is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's that, that it's, it's not about the right or the wrong of either side. It's not, no. it's that we made it okay. And we encouraged people to dehumanize other people. If they're just, if they're, and we, we lauded it. There's videos of people being um, beaten up because they weren't wearing a mask or uh you know, chastised outside of a health unit for wearing a mask. Yeah. I get, we, we, we've encouraged this. Yeah. We encouraged it. We yeah. watched the videos. We, we fed those algorithms. Yes. You know? Yeah. So that, that has been, this, this is where I'm, I'm coming out of this now, right? Like I'm not feeling that the exhaustion is as heavy or as it was. So now that I'm coming out of it, it's like all my regular coping things are no longer in place because I've just been sitting still with it. But now it's like, what things am I going to put, put into place for success going forward? You know, you've got, um, you know, you're, I, I, I did a short business encourage business builder with, Oh, Shanna and her last name's escaping me now. See, I've lost my vocabulary. Um, <laughs> Cause our brains are all atrophied. But I, I think this is where everybody, if you can allocate some money for a coach right now, we have people who really grew from this and really grew their coaching guidelines and grew their programs, which I think will really help people like me, mm-hmm. who has been sitting at the standstill just in coping, me- 
you know, management Mm -hmm. to uh, let the road be seen clearly again. Yeah. And I mean, look at us. I mean, we've been doulas for like 8,000 years. I mean, we've been at this for so long, but we need, we don't have it all. We don't know exactly what's happening. We've been through the wars and the trenches, but this is a different war. This is a different trench that we're in. And even we need that help and support of, of a coach and, you know, of, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. Um, I don't think she's everybody's cup of tea, but um, I think for me, it's, it's not necessarily the stuff that she says, because I mean, what she says is it makes sense. And it's like, why did I not think of this? Like, but for, I know, like, it's not rocket science. Um, but for me, it's like, it's that energy that she brings that moves you, that moves me forward, that keeps me, you know, that gets me off that goddamn couch over there, which literally is my ass is sinking into it. <laughs> you look at the couch, it's like, like one side is higher than the other because my fat ass has like broken one side of that couch. And just to be clear, that couch is only like a couple years old. Like I got it just before the pandemic. I remember, I remember, I remember sitting on it as soon as you got it. It was very cozy. It was very comfy, but now like, because of the pandemic, my ass has broken one side of it, but her energy gets me out of that. Her energy gets me moving and gets my brain functioning as opposed to sitting there watching TV, you know, for the entire afternoon. So she actually usually do because my productive times is in the morning. Yeah. So she's your cup of tea. How did you find her? So to be honest, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think I, I think I saw her on I don't know if it was Instagram first. Oh no, it it was either Instagram or Facebook because she has a group called uh, Digital Doulas. Um, And it might've been that that got me there first because we were, even before the pandemic started, we were looking at Digital Doula, like virtual services. And we did like, I did a bunch before the pandemic hit. Yeah, me too. And, and then- it was just those offerings that she had. She had some free offerings and whatnot. And that just got me to, to understand and see her and whatnot and, and things like that. And then she had, she had, um, she, she had her, her mentoring, um, online business. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, online doula online business support, maybe, I don't know what it's called. OBS. Um, and she had, uh, I had done a couple of free things with her on her and I wanted to start teaching online. So seeing her free stuff online was, and her teachings online was like, oh yeah, okay. That kind of like got some stuff going. Um, and then she off- was offering like a 50% off, or I guess at the time, because it's gone up, it was like, it was like quite cheap. Um, well, it wasn't quite cheap actually. Um, but I thought I have some of that money. I have some money. 
Um, cause my uncle had given me some money to support because I was really kind of struggling or oh, actually, no, I think I used SERP. I think I used SERP to buy this. I didn't take SERP every single week, but, um, when I, I, at the times when I was struggling, I did apply for SERP. And one time I did apply for SERP to take this course. So I didn't take it to like do anything frivolous with it. I did take it to actually re-educate myself. Um, so don't come at me, Ontario government or Canadian government tax services. Um, so you so, met the criteria for it. You met the criteria for it. It did. I was making right. zero money because the hospitals would not let us in. That's um, right. So I took that and she has, and it, and it was, it was for a year. So it's up in May. Um, but she had like these weekly things that you would, or not weekly, these monthly meetups and she would have guest speakers and things like that. And it was like, it always, some of the guest speakers were like maybe a little bit out there um, for me because she is kind of out there a little bit. I think some people think she's very just out enough. there. She's out for me. She's out there just enough. She does sometimes drift into a little bit over, but I don't care. Like it, it, it still fits with me. I just ignore the stuff that doesn't. And that's her, that's her thing. If it doesn't work for you, just discard it. Like if it feels icky to you, then just ignore it. So yeah that's kind of, that's kind of the philosophy of it all. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, this works. So now I've got to decide whether I'm going to continue. And I think I am. Um, so I just gotta, just gotta find the money for it. <laughs> that's a big one. That's that whole cash one. money bit. Yeah. But I mean, it's, as you say, it's like investing in your business. It's investing in yourself and, you know, I think personally, I think it's worth it to, to do that. Well, if the alternative is that things go on a downward spiral, or you can invest time and energy and money in something that puts you on an upward, you know, place it, it, it makes you feel better. It gives you direction. It gives you structure, which then gives you the foundation to create what you actually want to create. Then it truly is an investment. I think so. Yeah. You know, um, it, and I think that is what I'm looking for right now. I just started listening to Shanna's, um, Shanna Wrecker, that's her name. Right, yes. She actually started out in like an MLM and then she grew out of that and realized that what most of these people who were selling within MLM um, did, they needed was actually guidance on how to create the connections and how to build your lists and how to engage with the community and to build your own community at the same time. Um, and then she outgrew that. She's like, well, this is information that can be used by anybody who has their own business. Yes. You know, especially right now during COVID, we're trying to create more connections so we don't feel so distanced from people. And that's how she, she built out from there. Um, and so it is really nice to listen to work with Uh, engage with those who have been through the many facets they didn't come in right at the top thinking I have all the answers they built it through their own trial and error through their own growth and they're basically creating a course from their own growth saying here's what's helped me Um, and they're always she's always open to learning new things too from people who are her you know, those who she is working with and that are paying to work with her, but she's also always in a place where she's learning from the people she's working with. Like she loves asking questions and, and things like that. So I really found that to be quite 
and I'd, I'd paid for a program with her before that was really helpful. But um, again, I let it go. I let it slide. And now I'm recognizing I need to point my, my flashlight at something. Yeah. I need, cause right now I'm just constantly looking at everything and I really need the, someone to kind of like, you know, flip out the lights and tell me where to point my, my flashlight so I can focus on something and grow that one thing and not be focused on everybody else's needs. Cause when, when I'm not doing that, then again, my radar is on for everyone else's needs. Yeah. If I don't focus on one thing. Yeah. Yeah. You should check out, um, Nicole's podcast. So she has a podcast too called doulas going digital with Nicole mm-hmm. joy. So you should check that out too. Um, it's, I find it, they're very short. So that's, that's the other good thing. Um, but whenever I need to feel inspired or whatever, if I'm like in the car or something like that, I just throw it on to listen to. Um, I can't remember who else there was somebody else. It might've been, Oh no, the Jasmine star show. Have you watched, have you listened to that one? I have it, but it sounds very familiar. So she's not in birth but in business um, and small business and stuff. So some, some of the episodes don't really ring true with me, um, but she's been, she's been helpful as well um, in that, in that too. So it's the Jasmine star show. I'm just going through, God, I've got a lot of true crime and haunted stuff here. Um, Well, Sam, I find when I'm listening to, was it uh, boobs and bods and, and brains yes um boobs bods and brains and i what i come out of after that's not business necessarily it's kind of like a little bit of everything there's some business there's some self-care there's some health um there's some current events but it always is focused on things that impact me we are women of a certain age you know and it is always directed towards this that lens yes and so listening to Sam Leeson's Boobs, Bods, and Brains podcast feels like half an hour of things that pertain to me. It yes. feels like I'm talking to me. It feels like I'm sitting with my friends who get it um, and like a friend who knows who to invite over to talk to us about whatever our problem is at that time. Um, they talked about endometriosis. They talk about sleep as we're in this perimenopause, menopause place. Um, which was a huge one was, was listening to those and reinforcing those sleep habits. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, Even at the age of 52, we still need these sleep habits. We do. Cause we don't, we've grown so far from listening to what we need. We have to create structure for what we need. Yep. We have to literally create the structure because we are so not intuitive any longer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. Listen to boobs, bods, and brains. Sam Leeson. There you go. (laughs) I have one last thing that I think we should do before we wrap up. We did get an email uh, last week. Um, Not last week, but maybe the week before. Um, From a listener. Very excited. Do you love it when you guys write in? Just saying. (laughs) Um, and so a couple of things, first off, we are still looking for somebody from another country to come and, oh, waving hand. Yes. I have one. Okay. Gonna, I, I've been in touch with Jen over in uh, Holland. 
Okay. And she's willing to come on with us. We just hey, have you've to, promised me this before. Okay. Yes, she and I just chatted about it. And I just, we just have to go over, you and Susan and I have to go over a couple of dates and times to be able okay. to send out to her so we can get her on. And she is actually from Toronto originally. Okay. But in her young life, she moved to the Netherlands. Okay. And uh, she's been a birth worker over there for 20 years. Cool. And uh, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to to us chatting with her. I actually didn't get to see her when I went traveling around with Waterbirth International and Barbara Harper. We, she and I just missed each other. Oh, and, uh, but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to us chatting her up. Cool. We also have, so we've got, um, I wanted to just, we are looking for, so we do have next week, we will have uh, my doula mentor on. Um, and coming up, we are going to do uh, not until sort of further into the summer, um, we are going to be doing uh, po- uh, episodes that focus on just us individually. So one for Steph, one for Suzanne, one for me. Um, so if you have questions for us, specific questions for us that you want us to answer in that in that episode, please let us know. Um, we've also got, what do we got here? Doula burnout is going to be one of our topics as well. So talk to us about how you're managing burnout or if you've gotten there and you're like, yep, nope, can't do this anymore. And how maybe how we can offer to save you from quitting this industry. Um, and what, or maybe it is time. Maybe you're burnt out and we're, we got to talk about pivoting. Yeah. You know, what is beyond the doula scope for you? I know we we've sort of addressed that before, but that was like maybe a couple of years ago. So Maybe we can, we'll, we'll look at that again. Um, so, yeah. So this email is from Kylie, um, who is a doula. She says, hello, pragmatic doulas. First of all, I would like to start by saying how much I love listening to you on your podcast. We love that you listen. Yes, period. we do. Um, I feel like I'm getting together with friends and having a great time listening to your stories and perspectives. We appreciate that. We're sorry. This one really didn't have a whole lot to do about birth. Um, I find myself chiming in on conversations, even though, of course, I'm alone in my car or getting some housework done. Thank you so much. (laughs) I'm a fairly new doula as of last year and have been on a path to find out what kind of doula I am and how I want to support new parents. I've been working for a company now for six months and have come to the realization that the wants and needs of my company don't align with the beliefs. Uh, with my beliefs in my life. I'm so nervous to go out on my own though. I'm just wondering what advice you would give me as a birth and postpartum doula, finding a good support network and reaching out to find clients. So that's so agency versus taking that leap to go out onto your own. I mean, that's- Or, so are we going to do this as a whole topic? We can, do you want- I feel like we can do this as a whole topic because there is, like you said- agency versus alone but there's also partnership there's right. also maybe your what you're learning about within your agency that it doesn't align with you maybe you need to create your own agency uh-huh. with a different alignment and a different system and a different makeup so that you can now take what you've learned as being part of an agency and build your own right yes yeah. all i mean there are many agencies and to call yourself an agency is just a particular business structure but the values creation and systems you put into place can create a brand new agency absolutely so, so yeah. i feel like we can i would right. love to weigh in on this 
All right. And so, system on it. All right. So let's let me look at the let me look at the schedule and we'll see if we can squeeze this in. So Kylie, hold on. We will get there for you. Um, we can even have her on and find out what she's feeling challenged by and stuff and actually have like a good almost like let's interview Kylie. Let's interview okay. Kylie. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. I will. I will. Kylie, I will shoot you an email. <laughs> And uh, hopefully you've heard this and you're not freaking out too much. We're really not that great. Um, and yeah. yeah, that'll be so I cool. I am. I am a kid from Scarborough. Yeah, we're you just we're just kids from Scarborough. We're That's kids it. from Scarborough. Yeah, and I, I'm your favorite murderer. Um, <laughs> we can make bodies. We can bury bodies. We can talk about bodies. Like I, I've got a shovel. Um, so, so yeah. All right, let's. All right. Yeah. Let's, this is a look people. This is how we come up with topics. <laughs> we just, we don't have, it's not rocket science. We just sit there and be like, we came out another topic come up today from Suzanne um, who added it into the list as well. So we've got like a running uh, air table on, yeah. uh, on, on episodes. So yeah, let me, let me uh, fiddle around with the schedule and see if we can find what's going on next week. We will have my business mentor on the week after we have another, uh, a young, uh, young doula with, with young kids and how, how they are managing that. Um, and what life looks like with young kids. Um, cause we can't relate to that anymore. Our kids, we could walk out the door and our kids could absolutely feed themselves and legally look after themselves. So, you know, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do when you have a three-year-old? So, um, yeah, so that's awesome. Okay. We now have a new topic, Kylie. We'll be reaching out to you shortly. Okay. And I guess that's it. I'm spent. I've, I, and there's nobody in my house. There's nobody in my house. So I'm very excited. <laughs> um, yeah. And you can follow me on TikTok now. Kim is on TikTok. I am on TikTok. And you can see my shitty backyard. Um, do I have it under Toronto Doula Group or do I have it under me? I, can't remember. I think you have it under Toronto Doula Group. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So, so yeah, that's follow me on TikTok. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing on TikTok, but whatever. Um, I'm trying. You know what? Because I want to, when I grow up, <laughs> I want to be Sam Leeson. Okay. This is the thing. When I grow up, I want to be her because she's so cool. Oh, something to emulate, which I'm sure I'll never get to. So, all right. There you go. Oh, and I made a quiche this week too, just to be, I made a fucking quiche. With Gruyere yes. cheese. Yes, Martha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the person who can create, you know, can heat a damn chicken finger. And that's pretty much me. So, all right. I hope everybody had a good time. I hope everybody, I hope we didn't lose you halfway through with our craziness. And enjoy the warmer weather that's coming. Unless you're in like Winnipeg in Manitoba where it's still yeah. snowing. It's snowing heavily. But next week, we'll also have Suzanne back and catch up Fingers with her crossed. and see how she's doing. Fingers crossed. Yep. All right. And now all they have to do is rate, review, and subscribe. You know, throw up those five stars, share it with a friend. Yeah. I would love, I love when people screenshot what they're doing while they're listening to us with those, like, like Kylie was saying, she, you know, she just talks back to us in the car. I love when people just like 
talk back to us. I want to know what they're saying. So yeah. screenshot where you're listening from and tell us in a one line sentence, what you want to say back to us. Yeah. Well, what did we say? And what do you have to, what, what's your response to it? Yes. Yeah. No, we love that. All right, cool. We love you guys. We hope you all have a great week and we will see you later. Bye, Bye guys.